The other day, one of my good friends texted me and told me about a story in which he told one of his work friends about my relationship and how Gabby and I just got married and all the things that we're going through. And his friend said, oh, they're definitely still in the honeymoon phase because of how Nick, how my friend Nick told him about this situation. And I thought it was so interesting just to hear how easy it is to make an assumption about someone else's life when you've never really met them and haven't really seen a second of what their life is like. And to be honest, you need a lot more than a second. You need lots of hours to really understand somebody's life and what's going on and if your assumptions and evaluations of them are true. But anyways, he texts me about this and he tells me that his co-worker said that they're definitely still in the honeymoon phase, that this is what's going on. And it's so interesting to me that he had this perception. It's it's so common for us as humans, but it it's still so curious. And it really is interesting to me because of the experience that I had today and so many other experiences like the one that I had today and things that Gabby and I are learning together in our relationship. So something that we did today was we went to the apartment that we're going to go live in starting next week and we're going to get everything together to make sure that it's ready for us to move in. So we go to the apartment, get in, look at everything. We had been in there once to explore it before we decided that we were going to rent it. And there are some problems that Gabby has with the apartment, with the space, and just how she visually sees things and what helps her to feel at home versus not feel at home in the space. For me, it's quite different. Our experiences of the apartment are very different. I step in and I say, wow, this space is so much better and has so much more than every other apartment that I've looked at here in Brazil. And this space is so much better. And because it's so much better, when I look at the little things that I would change or that I would like to adapt to make it better, I don't feel, I don't feel really scared or moved or frustrated by how the space looks. And I just feel grateful that I'm in this space rather than all the other ones because all the other ones I would feel worse because I would know what this level is and how good this place is and the other places that I could be in would just not measure up to this one, even with the issues that this current place has. So my thought process isn't too much with frustration, too much is it, it's not filled with frustration. I look at it and I say, wow, okay, there's some things that we can do here. There are some opportunities. We can work with this, work with that. If this doesn't work out, okay, I'm fine with using this. If that doesn't work out, it's okay. I'm fine with working with this. And that's just sort of how I go about, go about it. I don't really have a strong emotional attachment to how all this works. And that is because of what I saw earlier with the previous apartments that I had gotten used to seeing and the values that I had come to see through that process. For Gabby, it's very different. She doesn't think or compare to the other places she's visited. 
she only compares to the place where she has lived and what has been her space in the past. And that space that we have here at her mom's place is definitely better than all the places that we've seen. And it is, I think, overall a better space than the one we're moving into. But that's okay because when you're moving into a new space that might not be as high quality, you get freedom, you get location, you get all the different things that you want. And that is all stuff that we want. And that's all good trade-offs that we're making. So we feel good about that. But Gabby still inside of that space looks at all the things that she doesn't like and it really throws her off and makes her not feel at home. Because she doesn't feel at home in that space, it's hard for her to just manage and get through everything because it's so frustrating to think through okay i have to do this i have to go through that obstacle and then go through that obstacle and then i have to do this and do that and do this other thing in order to make the space the way that i want versus the space that i'm used to has all the things that i need and i'm used to the things that i don't like and that's fine it's this entirely new world entirely new hurdle that requires lots of obstacles to get through and lots of work and effort to get there So when I look at these things, I don't really see something bad. I see it as all a part of the process. There's no way to change all this up. There's no way to get us to where we want to be without looking at the obstacles, seeing opportunities, and trying to find ways to fix them. Versus for Gabby, that's very frustrating, and it's very negative, and it's very draining to look at all that stuff. And that can negatively affect her emotionally and negatively affect the way that she feels the faces she makes in the space how she carries herself the way that she floats around all of that is affected there's like a heavier air around it perhaps and the thing that i struggle with is when i see that heavier air i don't feel like i am in the space where this is where we can talk this is where we can find solutions this is where we can take a step back and and really dig in to figure this thing out it seems like the initial reaction is I just need to sit in this bad stuff, get upset, get down a little bit over this thing. And then after some time passes, we can then dig in and and figure this thing out. And for me, it's much more from square one. We're going to jump right in and make this happen. We're going to jump in and say, okay, what can we do? What are the opportunities here? And is it really so bad if it doesn't work out? So for me, in my head, it's, it's all good. It's all fine from square one versus for Gabby, there is a strong visual aspect thereof. If this doesn't turn out the way that I want it to be, it's going to be really hard for me to feel like it's my home and I'm not going to want to live here. And that is a psychological cost. So getting back to this text message that my friend sent me about his conversation with his colleague about still in the honeymoon phase. I would consider the honeymoon phase not in front of, not confronting problems. I would consider the honeymoon phase where no problems come up. There are no issues. There are no differences that are noted. There are no challenges that arise. And these are challenges. These are differences of opinion. These are very different ways of seeing the world, seeing ourselves, seeing the space that we occupy. And despite that, Gabby and I are able to sit down and talk and navigate the situation together. I'm able to give her feedback on what I see her doing, 
what I see serving her well, what I don't see serving her well. She gets to give me feedback and tell me what I'm not understanding or what was in her head that I wasn't seeing. And we can talk, get to the end of it, and then resolve and say, okay, this is where we need to be. This is what we're going to do next. And this is how we're going to respond to these situations in the future. That is healthy. That is what I would consider the, the, the quality relationship that so many people think is just impossible. So many people have this idea in their heads that they can't have a good relationship or that there are limits to how good your, your relationship can be because of whatever factors that they're used to. And my answer to that is no. You can have as good of a relationship as you want it to be. You and your partner have to be, be willing to work together, to talk, and to work through this stuff, to communicate, to come together, to sincerely share what you think, what you feel, be open about your perceptions with each other, and to not be, to not at first take offense, but to instead, to assume good intentions of the other and to assume that this person is onto something and that we can play off of these ideas and work on these things together to get to a better place. And that is what Gabby and I are working on. And that's what we're trying to do every time that we get into these conflicts, these differences of opinion, these differences of viewpoint. And we're willing to open up and to talk. And that is the difference. And that's not something that we have to limit ourselves to. Like that, that is something that we can build on. That is a relationship that we can continue to construct over and over again to actually enjoy stepping into harder spaces and find that we are very, very capable of making something good from our lives. And that is so beautiful. That is so great. When we sit there and talk about all this stuff, sure, it's uncomfortable to like stand up and say, hey, you know, I, I don't like this thing that you do. I don't like these faces that you make. I don't like this way that you carry yourself when these things happen. I don't like this connection that I have in my, in my head with you doing something or us stepping into a space and then this thing happening. You have to be able to say that. You have to be able to, to voice that and to be able to frame it in a way that allows the other person to know that you want the best for them, that you want something good for them. And I frame everything that I share with Gabby with, hey, I want you to have a better psychological experience of your life. I want you to suffer less. I want you to be able to look at things and not see threats and pain points, but instead see opportunities and potential ways to navigate something. I want us to step together into this land of having a growth mindset, being optimistic, and being much more forward-facing rather than backward-denying or backward-looking, backward being driven by fear or by some frustration or negative emotion. I want us to come together around the good stuff and to be able to come together to resolve problems rather than stew in them and not be able to communicate to get through them. And that building a relationship like that can look like a honeymoon because you actually get to be yourself. You get to share what you think. You get to say what you really believe and what you think about the other person and the other person gets to as well. And then on the other side, you get to a better place every time. And that's possible. That's tangible. That's real. That's something that people can get to. That is a realistically good relationship. And there's the, the only thing standing in your way is you. If, 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 if you're not having that, the only thing that's standing in your way is you. 
So I'll leave this here so that you can all engage with this, reflect on this, think about it. Uh, I don't know. I just think that we can have really, really good relationships and there's no reason why we should limit ourselves to notions that we're used to in our heads from our parents or from common references of relationships that we've seen around ourselves. There's just so much more out there. There's just such a better world that we can actually live in if we ourselves are willing to step in and and make it. So that's it. Thanks for listening. As always, much love. In the meantime, take care. Cheers.